Hi everybody, it's Tom from Cricket Coach 365 and welcome to our latest podcast. Hi everybody, it's Tom here from Cricket Coach 365 and welcome to our very latest podcast. Um, we are thrilled to be joined by Jaya Sharma. Jaya is um, a very celebrated former Indian women's cricketer of some notoriety. Um, she's a sports management professional, chief selector currently with Delhi Cricket Association and a high performance and mind conditioning mentor. Uh, Jaya, thank you ever so much for making time for us in your very busy schedule because I know that's just a very uh, short list of many other highlights in your career and you're involved in many projects. So thanks for making time and welcome uh, to our podcast. Thank you so much, Tom, and it's, it's a pleasure to be on this podcast and I, I should mention that you are doing a remarkable job with this podcast and I'm happy to be here today. That's very kind of you, very kind of you indeed. So our, our guests who come on, I, I prepare them with um, our very informal structure by saying that we only really have uh, one pre-planned question and that first question is always the same. So Jaya, if you could, for the benefit of our listeners um, and followers, please just describe and explain that very first moment or first um, time that you got involved and connected with the game of cricket. what an incredible story by itself we should just end the podcast there um so so Kapil Dev happened to be the the guest of honor at a footballing tournament um you were a, no, it was it was a cricket tournament it was a cricket tournament uh, okay and i happened to meet the people uh, uh, who used to play cricket and also used to play football so uh, when i met and met them in uh, the football team they told me that there is something for women's cricket as well. So I started going to the practice session. So then I uh, started participating in various tournaments. I see, I see. And wh- which part of India was this? Where, where, where was this taking place? This was, this was in New Delhi. That, that there, there was a uh, big centre that, that was the hub for women's cricket in Delhi. That, that was Kamlaneru College. And what, and what age? I mean, were you the youngest there? What age could you start? So what was the next, having met Kapil Dev, having um, received that award, 
having been given that sort of advice, what was the next phase of your cricket development? So after that, uh, uh, I started my journey. I think I uh, got uh, single-minded about uh, what to do because uh, simultaneously in school, I was playing all the sports, but I was uh, more interested towards uh, football and hockey. And I was playing uh, both the sports uh, at state level for Delhi. So it was very hard decision for me. So, but uh, after that encounter, I was single-minded, and the next step was very easy to dream about uh, the Indian blazer and, and the Indian cap. So I think that was the journey ahead, and I started uh, following that path. And how how easy or difficult was it, Jaya? Because you know we've spoken to a number of guests. Um, in the UK who even as recently as the last sort of 10 years you know described their first experience in junior cricket being the only girl in a boys sport Um, so what was it like for you? So yes I mean we are talking about an era of uh, in in the 90s and uh, it was it was pretty tough I mean uh, because uh, we were not under BCCI uh, at that moment and uh, it was uh, Women's Cricket uh, Association of India, and we were not um, very resourceful in terms of FIP funding. Uh, so we had to make a lot of compromises. So it, it was like we used to do all the stuff uh, by ourselves, like we used to play on matting uh, in those times. So we used to uh, put the uh, mat, roll the mat, roll the wicket by ourselves only. So we have done all the uh, hard work, not just playing cricket, but to uh, get the resources on our disposal. And from start, starting from there, it was all about, uh, there was a lack of infrastructure, there was lack of facilities. When we used to travel, there was a, I mean, you, we used to travel in trains, and uh, we used to travel, there is a unreserved compartment where you don't get the reservation generally. And you uh, can't, you, if you don't have a reservation, there will be a lot of people inside that uh, particular compartment. And we used to travel sitting near the toilet for almost two to nine, three uh, days in a row. So that was something which made us very uh, mentally strong and very dedicated to our vision and the dream. And and when you say um, you travelled, how how just to give give our listeners an, an understanding of the distances involved and you know uh, the the type of games you played at that young age. So uh, the matches were definitely uh, still. Uh, if I talk, I have to talk about that. So the matches were not that that many at that point of time, or uh, I would say in terms of distance that we used to travel there, there used to be only we have to travel to a one to one particular place and all the matches uh, were happening at the same place so we did not did not have to go to another place to uh, play a match because we did not have the resources to do so now that we have you know we we can travel we play one match at a particular venue then we can travel we we travel almost uh, you know every second game or third game or maybe after one league phase. But that that was not the case at that point of time. But that particular journey to reach to a particular destination was so, I mean, so uh, difficult that in itself it was very difficult. 
Yeah, so I think, again, I think that's one of the, the challenges that we've heard from many of our previous guests, that uh, the travel distance and the the, the sacrifices and the, the compromises that um, that young female cricketers had to make in their early part of their development and their careers is massive. Um, and it sounds no different um, for you from what you've said so far. So so how, you, you talk about being single-minded and having that, that dream, having been inspired by Kapodev's words. Um, so how did the opportunity to develop, uh, not just within uh, the Delhi, the New Delhi area, but uh, getting represented, representative cricket, how did that come to pass? So it took a lot of time. It took a lot of time because uh, at that point of time, we had so many uh, greats in the team. So it took uh, almost uh, 10 years for me to uh, you know, make a place in the Indian team. Uh, because uh, I was uh, in, at uh, the age of 12, I entered the scenario of women's cricket and uh, at the age of 22, I made my debut for the Indian team. So it was a tough uh, time for us. Uh, and uh, But uh, I, I was uh, I was very determined that I have to do, uh, I mean, I did not have any second option for that. No second thoughts, nothing of that sort. So, uh, I mean, I was very persistent that I have to do this. But it took a long time, but it uh, made me stronger, uh, made me uh, equipped with a lot of things. And I think uh, that, that is why the reason that I have uh, almost 25, of, uh, 25 years of experience in professional cricket. So you, you, what you're saying is that, that kind of um, that strong mental approach that you developed in those young, uh, young years has helped you in, later in life. Um, and you know have that that longevity in in the game both as a player and beyond is that is that a correct or some a correct summary that's right that's right i mean that gave me uh that made me what i am today i mean all those hardships all those uh, uh because when you cross these hurdles you know you develop something inside yourself and that's what i am i am having those experiences i have those i have you know, sometimes made those mistakes and have learned from them. So I, I was not having any degree. I have to acquire the degree right now. But at that moment, and you know, uh, for last in last two years, I have done my qualifications and everything. But prior to that, I was ha- only having my mistakes to uh, made me learn. And uh, I, I was fortunate enough, and I don't have any regrets about that. So, would you be happy to to share a couple of those hurdles or those mistakes that you encountered or made um, again in those sort of ten years as you were learning and developing as a young cricketer? Would Would you be happy to to share a couple of those, Jaya? Of course. I mean, uh, you know, the prime reason that I was uh, taking uh, early retirement was uh, that I was injured many a times, many a times. So. As a young kid, I was very enthusiastic. I used to, you know, dive around in, in the grounds where you even cannot imagine to play. So I wasn't, I wasn't uh, very aware that I need to protect my body. I need to take care of my body as a pro. So that was something that I was lacking that awareness, and that that made me uh, take early retirement from the game. So that is one thing that I would like to share with the audience that, you know, you need to take care of your body first because that that gives you the longevity that you are looking for as an athlete. 
and uh, as an athlete that that longevity is very crucial component because if you keep getting injured if you have talent also you won't you won't survive much so i was i was having talent but i did not survive much because i was not having that awareness that what needs to be done and what do i have to do to keep my fitness going up to take my fitness going to a next level i was fit enough because i was playing hockey i was playing and i was playing in the key uh, positions of center forward so i was i was athletic but you need to you need to be aware that uh, you know if we talk about virat kohli today what makes him the distinguisher what makes the differentiation uh, with him with the rest of the players he is very very he has taken his uh, fitness level to i don't know <laughs> which level so that that kind of the awareness i, I would say that it needed and i have made that mistake so i would i would uh, definitely love to share uh, and give a, a, as a message strong message to the audience to young kids that you need to take care of your body you need to take care of your body as a whole and uh, and, and you need to take care of your mind as well because cricket is all you know between two years it's not i have after playing so many years of competitive cricket playing at the highest level for india i've come to one conclusion that mind plays a very vital role if you don't understand it's uh, working you won't be able to capitalize uh, you know on the factors that can improve your performance so that's why i have taken the road after my retirement i have taken the road of research into how mind works and how these uh factors can uh, affect a performance of an individual player so second thing is definitely you need to be aware of how and how you can improve your performance through your mind what are the techniques what are what what is out there what are the professional uh, players are doing not just in cricket but overall in sports what are the olympians doing so there is a lot of things that you need to be aware and you do need to address so i think these are the two key factors that i would like to uh, say that are holds a lot of water I think that's a uh, brilliant advice and um, really appreciate you uh, your insights into that. I think you know the the importance um, sometimes as, as you know when we look back to our teenage years, you know you, I can picture you throwing yourself around uh, the the you know the cricket pitch and you know if you were center forward I can imagine you were the same um, playing football. Um uh, but you do have to look after your your body um if you want to have longevity in the game. Um and equally important I think is you're looking after your mental health um and mental fitness as well as you say so really good bits of advice i think for for any of our um our followers or listeners particularly the younger ones so thank you for that um and what what about um what about friends and family because um i would imagine you know listening to you 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 had this single minded vision as you described it um but you know as a as a young um as a young person it wouldn't be that easy to achieve any of those um of those goals or ambitions without the support of friends and family and you know you're still playing you're still playing at other sports as well so um what role did friends and family um play in in helping you along the way i think uh, especially um in india because uh, we we have so much uh, diverse cultures here uh, and uh, you know Uh, being a girl growing in that uh, kind of environment it was it could not have been possible without the 
nobody was allowed to do that, do that. and not not just for girls but even for boys because everyone wanted that their their child should they they should uh, learn they should uh, get educated they should get a good job that was the focus i mean so i think uh, in this that i would that my mother i mean my mother uh, she she was a backbone for me and uh, uh, she used to take me to practice sit there for hours and get me back home and then do the household chores so that was kind of a support that i've got from her and uh, even for that matter from my father side but uh, you know i i don't blame him because uh, i was uh, also good in studies so he wanted me to uh, be an engineer and he still says so uh, but he's uh, kind of content contented now uh, that okay uh, whatever you have achieved uh, i'm happy but uh, then again with my uh, you know the siblings that i've got i've got a great uh, support and a great environment at home and uh, as a sports person because as sports person goes in and out of challenge phase day in day out they have whenever they are they step up on the ground it's always a challenge beat any opposition beat yourself on the ground it's always a challenge so you have to come back to a very nourishing environment in terms of family so that is that is very important and i was very fortunate to got one that i really got one thank you for 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 that um that insight as well into you know the importance of your family i think uh everybody probably uh, can relate to the um the amount of commitment that uh, that parents play but also also siblings as you rightly point out because um yeah there can be a bit of rivalry there can be a bit of um you know um there can be a bit of internal competition uh, but ultimately it's about yeah. it's about having that support around you knowing that um yeah you know, I mean, they can be they, they can be your you know mm. I, i my brother also used to play uh, but uh, he couldn't pursue it he used to play cricket and he was good at it but he couldn't pursue it because he he had to become an engineer because there has to be an engineer at, you know in, in the home so uh, but uh, he used to criticize me a lot yeah but uh, whenever i was in trouble i used to discuss cricket with him and he was of great help every single time and uh, with my sister uh, it was always kind of a you know different kind of a support uh, like a mental support so uh, yeah i mean the siblings can push you also can give you comfort so they are also an integral part brilliant and and you, you you've mentioned football and hockey um as two other sports that you you played when you were younger so to what extent do you think it was um it was also helpful to play a different sport when you were still pursuing your your single minded dream of of playing cricket professionally no it was it was not easy because uh, all my uh, mentors and uh, people around me they they really pushed me hard that you need to choose it's high time you need to choose uh, one because i was also doing my schooling at that point i had to study also and uh, the best part was uh, in school i uh, had science as my subject and uh, i had biology i had i had math both so it was a tough uh, time for me because uh, both the subjects were very tough but i again uh, you know I'm, i was fortunate that i took science and it really helped me 
to get into research that I am doing right now with the mind condition. Yeah. Um, so, so you, your dad didn't achieve his goal of you getting into engineering, but um, you still managed to study the the, the subjects that he would have uh, preferred you to, I guess. Yes. Yes. And I've made him, uh, you know, I've compensated on that part by doing my sports management, and I've done it from a top business school in India, and uh, very well recognized. So he's he's happy now. Good. Good. So what age did you stop playing other sports to allow yourself to focus um, e- e- extensively on cricket? Uh, I think it was uh, around uh, when I was uh, 16. Yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of um, research at the moment that one of the, one of the most um, sort of up-and-coming uh, footballing talents uh, in Europe is a guy called um, Haaland uh, who plays in Germany. And uh, there's a, been a, a, a report written about his upbringing because, you know, he could go and play anywhere in the world now. Um, okay. Uh, and his, his background was that he played, um, he played a number of different sports up until 16 and played just for one club with 40 kids. Okay. So he's one of 40. And one, one girl in that 40 as well, by the way, just for mentioning. Um, wow. But by 16, they were then offered the opportunity to, to really narrow their focus. Um, and this was in a Scandinavian country, um, Nor- okay. Norway, I think. And, um, and, and it was only at 16 that he was forced to choose. Whereas in the UK and many other um, European countries, especially for football, um, the, yeah. the emphasis is on trying to get them to just to play football um, and only football from a very young age. Uh, so it's, in- right. it's so it's interesting to hear, you know, your journey that you continue to play other sports. And my view happens to be certainly up until the age of sixteen, that you should encourage yeah. kids to to play and try as many different things as possible, because you can learn from all those other sports and all those different interests. Of course, I mean uh, each each game uh, when you when you talk about uh, from the perspective of neuroscience as well. So each game uh, provides you with different kinds of, uh, you know, positive. So some games give you hand-eye coordination, some games give you endurance. So there are a lot to offer. Uh, so yes, as a kid, as a youngster, you should try and play many, as many as sports as you can. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jaya. So so let's uh, let's fast forward a few years. So uh, to to that time, which I'm sure you look back on with uh, with great fondness of making your debut as a 22 year old so so just um give give us a bit of a a summary of of that of that moment as you as you put on your indian shirt as you walked out to uh you know before that game started yeah i mean i uh still have uh still having goosebumps i mean uh so it was a dream come true moment and i mean i was i was very fascinated with the you know putting at putting in up that blazer, putting up that cap, putting up that jersey. And uh, I was uh, lucky to uh, get an outing in the first game, and it was against England. Uh, We had a home series in 2002. And um, I mean, uh, personally, it uh, didn't quite turn up well for me, but uh, it it was a dream come true. But I knew that it's just a starting. Because um, what I've gathered now after... Uh, you know, playing and uh, retiring is there is a huge vacuum between the domestic circuit and the international circuit. 
watching Suri Kumari Yadav back in so I entered and asked me so uh, how do you feel on his debut so I asked I went uh, to the anchor and I asked do, do you think so that he is making his debut is he looking like he's making his debut because the amount of cricket they are getting mm. I mean they are they are playing so many uh, franchise franchise games that they uh, they are out there uh, facing the top class bowlers and they are confident enough so that is something which is which is lacking in our ecosystem right now and the, and the second part is that you are not mentally ready for that kind of a challenge because uh, the domestic circuit here in india is uh, to if, if i have to compare it to different country like england or australia it's it's not up there it's very different it's very different so uh, we still have a lot of uh, work to do to reach up to that level and take our domestic level up so that we have a good talent pool and people can just go in and you know express themselves freely in their first outing or maybe you know in their first series or second series okay so i think that's an interesting one to hear because a lot of people in england might imagine that uh, the infrastructure um and framework um and pathway in india for girls and women is very much on a par with in England and Australia but you're saying that's not the case so I think that's quite an interesting observation in itself um and and you know you so- I think uh, uh, to put it rightly it it is building up now it is building up now uh, we are working towards it that's why uh, I said it's not at par yeah right yeah so we are we are going towards it and the ecosystem is building up basically right okay um and so because we don't have we don't have uh, see, we don't have club matches most of the states uh, they don't have uh, girls team we don't have county cricket so we we are lacking in so many uh, yeah. players so there's quite a few gaps still to fill and are yeah. are you yeah. are you playing a part in looking at that um as far as you know development opportunities are concerned jaya is that one of the many projects that you're involved in or is that something you'd like to get involved in Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, um, we've spoken two or three times, and I would imagine that uh, even those of people who are listening to this for the first time and hearing you with that passion and that enthusiasm, uh, I'm sure they would uh, echo my thoughts, which would be that you would be a perfect candidate to be involved in that project, um, and hopefully that will that will present itself for you in the future. But um, in terms of your your career as a player, then what what would you say? um your your highlight looking back uh was um you know bearing in mind that tough challenge and all those hurdles and um obstacles that you had to overcome to achieve that goal what what did you you know when you when you finished 
looking back, what what were your proudest moments? Do you think your proudest accomplishments? I think uh, looking back was uh, the the proudest moment only can be the World Cup final when when uh, in two thousand five South Africa when India was nowhere. In the world map, and we we were we were you know uh, in not even in the contention, you know playing in South Africa, and uh, with the bouncy tracks, we we were not only in the not at all in the contention, and from there to reach up to uh, the finals and become the first ever first Asian Asian team to reach to a World Cup final, that was something I like cherish the most. I mean as a team because I. Uh, I always liked team sport, uh, so I was very aware that, uh, and to this date also, I mean, I always put contribution ahead than anything else. So that is that is the proudest moment that I can say uh, that I was fortunate enough to be a part of in my stint with India. And what was the what was the venue for your uh, for that final in two thousand and five? Right. Okay. Um, not, yeah. And how many people watched? You know, on at live. Not not many uh, compared to what we saw in MCG, but uh, for us it was uh, there were many. So we we used to enjoy enjoy whenever the spectators were there. And did you have? To, uh, did you, was it um, a case that you uh, had the national anthems playing and all that stuff? So what? So what was that like when you were standing out listening to the the national anthem? I mean, yeah, um, that, that was something you know you, you used to wait as a player to happen. Uh, it it gives it uh, takes you in a zone where you a competitive uh, sports person would like to be. And the best part for me was that I was an opener, so I had to take that you know uh, I had to walk out up front. And take that challenge, so that was that was really nice, and that that used to be, uh, you know, very very satisfying moment and very proud moment to take on that challenge, going in front on and uh, you know, seeing your flag up there mm. on that side. So yeah, that was really I mean I cannot put in words uh, to describe that moment. Now I, th- I think uh, anybody aspiring to to you know take a um, a journey through cricket and get to the very top. Uh, I can only imagine what it must feel like uh, to walk out onto that field of play and and listen to your country's national anthem, as you say, and then, you know, see the flag of your your country um, fluttering uh, around the stadium. It must be an amazing, amazing um, experience. So, was there anything in particular that um, you you obviously touched on that injury? Uh, forced you to retire but was there anything that before that moment that you thought to yourself well actually I can see a, a, um, a life beyond playing and and that that life that career is going to go in this particular direction um, so so what what happened there in terms of life after playing I couldn't 
imagine my life without playing. I was, I knew that I was pushing my body. I was pushing it to an extent where, you know, I couldn't, I was not able to sleep in, in the night mm. with, with pain. But I was not able, I, I was like, it can't be happening. I mean, so it was like five years, it was really tough. It was really tough. I went into depression. I, I mean, I'm very openly saying this because I don't want people to get into this because it's very tough. It's very tough. You need to think beyond your first playing career. So that that is again, I mean, uh, thanks for this, uh, Tom. A uh, very nice question here. So this is the third mistake I did. A biggest mistake that I did not plan my career ahead and did not see beyond playing career. So uh, I think that is a very important part to look at because uh, the life changes and it has to change and it will change because you will have to retire, you have you will have to hang your boots, uh, so you will have to be well prepared. As you prepare for any game, you have to prepare for life after, uh, after your sporting career. So how did you come to... Um... I suppose, come to realise that there was a life beyond playing. It took you a few years, but how did you come to see light at the end of the tunnel, as it were? So playing for India, uh, the, mo- the biggest motivation was contribution to the country. I always, uh, you know, I'm very firm believer that uh, if I am there, I need to contribute to something. So I was, I was, looking for something which makes me feel that I am doing something in my life. So as the time uh, progressed, and then I you know, started uh, doing some courses, then I took this uh, neuro-linguistic programming course, then I started researching, then I started you know, coming out of that shell that, okay, I can do something, I can help out players. So that was the initial stage where I saw myself that I'll be doing and contributing to something greater than me. And then, uh, uh, you know, a setback happened to me. I went in for a coaching uh, level course and uh, a gentleman, uh, you know, refused me to uh, uh, progress me to the next level. So it came as a boon in disguise uh, and and that was the turning point. And let me tell you, most of my uh, turning uh, moments my achievement growth came after a setback in my life, in my career. And after that, I uh, did my sports management. And uh, I took a different, very, very different uh, path. And after that, I have not uh, looked uh, back and I have not turned back. And it has given me a new perspective, new way uh, to look at things, to look at sports. And it has given me a lot of avenues where I can be contributing myself in a much uh, higher capacity and uh, I would like to be a sports administrator in India because we we have a scarcity of true sports administrators back home here in India. So I think it has given me a new life and I think it's the second inning for me. Uh, I mean, it's, it's quite a, a thing to, um, yeah, to be as open as you you have been uh, for which I'm you know very grateful to hear you say that you know the words you used were you were pretty clueless for a few years you didn't prepare 
uh, for that time after a career um, playing because you just wanted to play and continue to play for as long as possible. But I, I do think there's a there's a very serious message that you conveyed, which is to, to you know, if you are fortunate enough to get to that level, um, it is really important to think ahead uh, and to have sometimes it's sometimes that's very difficult when you're in the bubble as a player, as an individual. Um, so having people, you know, in your network that can help you, whether it be a mentor, whether it be a manager, whether it be an agent, um, but people like that who whose um, responsibility to you is to uh, not just maximise the opportunity there and then, but also think ahead to beyond playing. And um, maybe for you, your particular journey um required you to have those setbacks required you to have those periods where it was really difficult uh, to find your calling which was to you know get yes. show show that interest in uh, the mind uh, neuroscience neurolinguistic programming um get involved um as you have done with uh with mentoring and and so on so maybe maybe for you it was it was the you know it was the right way albeit it was must it must have been yeah. tough Well, I think that's a that's a lovely uh, point to maybe uh, draw our conversation to to its conclusion, Jaya. And you know, um, what what an amazing journey it's been so far. And I'm sure that that journey will continue to be uh, you know wonderful and amazing for you and those people that you you work with in the future and support. But to you know to go back to to listening to that very first uh, part of the journey and um, you know meeting Kapil Dev him sort of saying, you know, how old are you? And Sachin was 16 when he first got involved. And uh, for you to then, um, you know, set foot on that development pathway to achieving that goal at 22 and listening to the national anthem, uh, I'm sure that your father and, and mother and, and siblings would have been as proud as they, as possibly, you know, as possibly they can be when, when that first um, appearance for India took place. Um, and to have had such a career with so many milestones as a player, uh, I'm sure that um, post career you will have just as many milestones um, to uh, to look back on uh, with great pride and satisfaction. So, Jaya, thank you ever so much for your time. It's been an, a really fascinating um, and brilliant uh, uh, privilege to to listen to you. So we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you for having me, and uh, thank you for letting me uh, share my experience. Uh, I hope I have uh, added some value to uh, you know the audience life, and uh, they can they can take a message and a uh, takeaways from uh, this conversation, and I hope they implement it and uh, you know make their life better. I think there've been some really really fantastic uh, bits of advice 
based on your your own personal experience um and you know for that uh, i'm sure all all the listeners um will be really grateful uh, at whatever stage in their their career and their goal uh, for playing cricket or getting involved in cricket as a as a young um girl or or female involved in the game uh, i'm sure they'll be very very appreciative of that so Again, Jaya, thank you ever so much, and um, we really appreciate your your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. As a reminder, each Cricket Coach 365 podcast will be released every Friday at 6pm on Spotify and Apple Play. After listening, please leave us a positive review on Spotify and share it with your friends and contacts. You can also follow us on Instagram at cricket underscore coach 365. Have a great day.